Hello and welcome to the Spooky Succubus cast. I'm Abby. I'm Rebecca. And we are making a podcast about horror movies from an anti-racist, anti-capitalist, socialist, uh, non-classist lens. We're doing our best. Right. Our best isn't always the best, but we're trying. Okay? I, I think we're doing fine. Um, I don't know. I'm like flat out lately. If I can get one cogent thought in on this podcast, it's a it's a victory. You know, we're in trying times. I'm exhausted all the time. Capitalism is like weighing me down. I, I wake it. up tired and I just can't. Yeah. But I saw this meme yesterday that was like, oh, you everybody thinks seasonal depression is like fake or doesn't sound real until you get one warm day and you feel like you popped a molly. (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) It was like kind of nice yesterday and I was like, I'm free. (laughs) It's weird being back in a place that's warm all the time because I'm like, how do you know when to be depressed? depressed. Yeah, now I'm just (laughs) depressed all the time. You know, like, what do I I have nothing to look forward to. Uh, Except talking about this movie, which is As Above, So Below. This is a Uh, very niche movie in that it's found footage, fake archaeology, European history, kind of. We've got catacombs. Also fake European history, yeah. Yeah, Uh it's so bizarre. I know that there's a lot to hate about this movie, but... And I know archaeologists are mad, but like, you know, I kind of get how archaeology works. I've read a book or two and <laughs> I, I enjoyed the subversion of the, you know, the academic in this movie. I thought it was just so dumb, but like fun. It was so dumb. My, um, I, I dislike this movie. I don't hate it. I don't, I didn't love watching it though. I was, the whole time I was like, this is annoying. You're stupid. Stop doing that. You're the worst. Have you I ever wish you seen it dead. before? Yeah, I had seen it before. This is like the fourth time I've watched it, and I still really like it. I've seen <laughs> it so many times. I just really like it. I think I saw it when it came out, and then I think I hated it then, because when they put it on Netflix, I was like, I have bad feelings about this movie. I can't really yeah. remember it. And then when I was watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, it's because it's really stupid. That's why I hate it. And that's not always, so, like, yeah. I love stupid movies most of the time, but... This one just I mean, me this one way. is just so silly and ridiculous, and I just don't really, first of all, um, can confirm, archaeologists and other academics have confirmed that a PhD in symbology, which she claims is to have, is not a Non-existent, thing, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, so we have a lot of problems in this movie. Uh, it's pretty racist. It's pretty uh, colonial, happy, like really loves colonialism. Uh, there's a lot of issues, but I mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't deny the way I feel about this movie. That's okay. We're not here to judge, you know? I don't we know are, why but... I like it so much. What is wrong with me? What happened okay. inside of me? I'm glad it's your turn to read the plot because, as I said before we started, my notes on this are so mad. Like, all of my notes are like, this is your what? What are you doing? What? Stop doing it. There's a lot of question marks. So it starts off just horribly <laughs> offensive. Like, it's so bad. So let's just get into it. Let's get into um, it. I, I don't know why I like this movie, but here we go. So we get the view of a crowded bus and our... Uh, protagonist scarlet turns the camera on herself she says that she's entered into iran to investigate a network of caves that are intended for destruction and she believes they contain an important historical object so already i'm just like no no (laughs) like no uh she connects with her friend reza who admits her into the caves because he apparently just has a hole in his house that you can go into the caves through I'm assuming like, it's it a way to, like... like, a shop? Like, I don't know exactly how this happened. Right. Hide from, like, the police or the military. That's what I was yeah. thinking. And then he just was like, oh, I accidentally found this thing that you've been searching for your whole life here or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, he guides her into the area of interest and they have to hide from officials. And Reza is like, dude, we are going to die. We need to leave. But Scarlet, because she is... Um, 
a white European exceptionalist is like, no, we have to keep going. What can happen to me? I'm beautiful and white. (laughs) (laughs) So they reach this tablet she's been looking for and she realizes there's more behind it. So she starts just like smashing through this like precious historical object. uh, And she's like, they're going to blow it up anyway. And I was like, no. That's not it. No, 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 yeah. (laughs) So she goes through this tunnel and finds the rose key, which is apparently like, it looked like onyx or something, a black statue. Um, Reza's like, I like have a family and you're ridiculous, so I have to go. He leaves her behind. Uh, So she's recording all the inscriptions on the um, rose key, the bowl, and uh, then she's leaving the cave, hears her name whispered, and sees a vision of her father hanging himself just before the caves explode. Um, I only know it's her dad hanging himself because I've seen this movie four times so <laughs> so you like, know what is up with me movie. yeah this is like my dad with the movie drumline he's seen that movie 900 times every time it comes on tv he watches it drumline he loves Interesting. it all the things i know about your dad i did not think that jim welty would be into drumline he has like these three movies that he watches every time they come on cable uh, a knight's tale drumline and the italian job are like his favorite movies to watch on fx or whatever he would never watch the uncensored version because he doesn't like swear words oh they're just like i love the words that they replace swear words with in on tv it's like that's poppycock or like it's just like something so ridiculous i know that's a sandwich you know i haven't watched a movie on cable in so long i can't think of any examples we have to have cable because of this terrible apartment complex we're in. So I do occasionally, like, when I turn the TV on for the dog when we're leaving, I'm like, oh, look, whatever is on MTV. And then I sit and watch it. And it's something crazy comes on. I have to have cable because I have to watch my Bravo shows. Yeah. It's the only reason we pay for cable. And some people resent that we do not. <laughs> some people in your two-person household. Someone in my two-person household that isn't me, yes. (laughs) So she barely makes it out alive, and Reza says that she reminds him so much of her father, but she has to be more careful, uh, and that her father's quest was a path to madness. She's hunting Nicholas Flamel's stone, and everyone that has hunted it has ended up dead. Anyone who's read Harry Potter, of course, will know that this stone is in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's slash Philosopher's Stone, the first book. Mr. Quirrell got it bad. So, like, you know. Mr. Quirrell was kind of a cultural appropriator, wearing that turban all the time. Professor Quirrell, I guess. Like, but Professor yes. Quirrell. Like, I know you have another face in the back of your head, but find a different headwear Get a bowler that... hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't, you don't need a turban, friend. So, Scarlett is introducing herself for a documentary shoot in a totally different time and place. Uh, she's in France. Uh, she's made up, she's a bunch of made up degrees is what I wrote. Uh, the interviewer asks her about her father and what he thought about or what he taught her about the Philosopher's Stone. She says it's an elusive substance that can turn base metals into gold and can provide the key to eternal life. Alchemy was an early form of science that studied transformation in all its forms. And her father was the world preem- world's preeminent scholar on Flamel. And we find out he killed himself, which I already knew because I'm a dedicated viewer of this This movie. is your favorite number one movie. So they walk over to Flamel's house and she's like, check it out, check it out. She <laughs> says, this is where the cemetery where he was buried was. And when grave robbers tried to steal the stone from his casket, his and his wife's casket were both empty. They visit the tombstone, which is now in a museum, uh, and she says her father believed the clues to the location of the stone to be encoded in the arcane symbols on the tombstone. She knows that she can translate them because she found the rose key, but it will only translate them into Aramaic, but she doesn't speak it. But she has a sexy ex-lover who does. I have... Don't worry. Like, I understand it's a plot of the movie, and it's just to push these two would-be lovers together, but her and her father both spent their life 
studying this and stone. You know and the, the rose requisition key translates of the, it to Aramaic, yeah. Yeah, but she knows six languages and Aramaic is not one of them. Seems like a huge oversight. And two like, of them are dead. Like maybe really, knock off one of the dead yeah. languages and focus yeah. on Aramaic. Sounds like a bunch of bullshit. Poppycock to me. Poppycock. So they're in a church. Uh, she picks a lock. What can she do? A renaissance woman, truly. Uh, and they climb to the tower where she says that her person that she's meeting likes to break into places like this and fix things. Uh, they find George, who's covered in grease. Ben Feldman is hot. I don't give a Ginsburg. fuck. Ginsburg. Ginsburg, though, like, not hot. <laughs> All, the only things I know about this world are the people who have have been in Mad Men. And, and Mad he's Men. one Did of it, them. What was his character arc? He, like, cut his own nipple off He cut off his nipple off because he was, a like, undiagnosed schizophrenic. And he had, like escalating episodes throughout the show and his and his final one was of course to brutalize Peggy and turn her into an object and he cut his nipple off so that they could be together I think so yeah this is reminding what me why I never finished watching (laughs) it's I'm not saying that it's like a shining example of media I just love it a lot and it like I hold it very close to my heart and I've seen it a million times Speaking of shining examples of media, let's get back to this movie. (laughs) Seriously. So George is like, no, whatever you're asking, I'm not going to do it because you always get me into problems, a.k.a. a Turkish prison. Uh, And she says she found the rose key. And he says, was it in Iran? And she says, yes. And that she went there. Or she like sort of roundabout reveals that she went there. And he's like, you crazy broad. And then the church bells ring because he fixed it. And they experience a moment of joy. No one asked him to fix that clock. Don't touch shit. Don't touch a 284-year-old clock that nobody asked you to touch, Maybe they don't want to hear church bells all day. Maybe it's like they haven't fixed it because it's structurally like it not it's not gonna work. I don't like nobody asked you to fucking whatever. Fix it, it's not his. An- it's not his ancestral home, and no one asked him to be there. So fuck off. Chill off, American um, white guy. Yeah, Goodness. pull back, Ginsburg. Uh, so he says he'll help translate, but that's it. George talks them into the museum to translate the tombstone. Never in a million years. No, because apparently he fucked the curator. I was like, curators do not get paid enough to, like, accommodate your bullshit. Like, they're not going to do that. Well, maybe do curators in Europe get paid more than curators in America? I'm going to say probably. Also, like, a hot, young French curator of this really, like, institutional museum is not going to just let anybody in. Also, like, like we they would get into time. a lot of yeah. trouble. I don't like, what? We fucked one time, so she's letting me in because my dick is magical. Like, sure, no George. Way. Sure, George. Also, so, like, we can get into this, but I have some stuff to say about conservation that, like, maybe just talk to a conservator. Talk to any conservator about this piece, this object that you want information on like maybe they did do scientific research on it because they absolutely did and maybe they do know the inscription yeah, on the back why do you think you're smarter than them like it's all right there yeah give them a call pick up it's the like phone. common knowledge i assume on, in the circles that like study this person so yeah i think that as an archaeologist <laughs> she should probably know not to do this um but it's like, okay, I guess you're, like, part Indiana Jones, part Lara Croft, part, like, academic. But it's – I think the problem you're having is you couldn't suspend your disbelief. But I was, I really like, couldn't. I just pretended <laughs> I didn't know anything about museums and I had a blast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so upset. As a former museum staff who didn't get paid enough. <laughs> Can I'm you like... imagine <laughs> – Scarlet realizes the key is on the back of the tombstone when they're translating the symbols. I didn't write it down because who cares? Um, And they need ammonia and lime to reveal it, which is a basic cleaning product. Thankfully, a cleaning cart with exactly what they need is two feet away. So they grab it. She douses the back with ammonia and hits it with a match. And then it sparks and they find an inscription. So it's a riddle, which I also didn't write down because, like, I don't care. Did you write also, it down? I didn't write it down, but it rhymes in English, which is just another, it, like, it, come on, guys. It rhymes in English, <laughs> and it sounds like it was written by, like, 
William Butler Yeats or something. <laughs> I'm like, I just don't think, like, it's not like an ancient medieval riddle, but fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they realize the stone is halfway to the gates of hell. Alchemists believed that the number of the devil was 741, so it follows that they believe hell was 741 feet beneath the earth. Uh, The stone then would be 370.5 feet beneath the tombstone. And Scarlet says they need to go through the catacombs, but unfortunately the tunnels don't go under Flamel's grave. So then George says in the 18th century there were several street collapses that indicate that there could be a hidden chamber. Uh, but George is like, I'm not going because I don't go underground. And Scarlet is like, oh, yeah, I'll totally respect that. Not. <laughs> nope. She spends the rest of the movie not respecting George at all in any way. So Or anyone else. Or so. anyone else. Poor Benji. We'll get to him. Equal sometime. opportunity trash can there. <laughs> yeah, so Benji is the videographer who's filming this uh, documentary about her. Um, so Benji and Scarlett go on a catacomb tour and they find remains from the same cemetery that the Flamel graves were from and they realize that's the wall they need to go through. And then there's just like a conveniently placed French ghost that says, go find Papillon at a club. He can help them. And then when Benji turns the camera back on the ghost, man, he's gone. Oh no. So they enter the club and a woman that... Looks like a vampire. I don't know what this is. This is <laughs> uh, never explained. <laughs> a skinny, scary French woman trope. Yeah. Is what she she's is. in white. She pauses and stares into the camera. Uh, and then Benji, George, and Scarlett find Pap's mirror. He says he knows the place and he would have found it if it was there. Scarlett says no, it was designed to be invisible and she believes it's filled with treasure. Papillon so he is said, so hot. He's very hot, but his hair is stupid. It's very I, love, I love the hair. I love I, I love him. He's so hot. He's also in Frank. Which is oh, I haven't seen Frank. Of... Wait, have I seen Frank? I love Frank. I love that movie. I watched it like sometimes when I really like a movie that I've never seen before, I have to watch it again. You know, I love watching movies over and over again. So like Wait, I have to someone, watch it back to back. Someone hot is in that movie. Like other person that's hot, right? Michael Fassbender. It's pretty hot. In a yeah. giant foam head or not foam paper mache super hot even paper mache okay who else who else come on oh dom hall gleason is also in that movie i've only seen it like six times so oh yeah yeah i like dom hall gleason there's a man named scoop mcnary in it i don't remember but yeah he's one of the hot brothers in um harry potter i'm pretty sure Domhnall Gleeson. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He's Bill. He's Gleason. Bill. And I am just now finding out that he's uh, Brendan Gleeson's son. Yeah. So I'm a fucking idiot and I need to take Who's a also time in out. Harry Potter. Uh, Should we do all the Harry Potter movies? Uh, they're, uh, God, it's so, you know, everything's problematic. Our whole childhood has been ruined. But we should. Let's do them. The, that'll be our bonus That's episode. A com- this is a conversation for another time, but I just like, just because J.K. Rowling is a disgusting turf doesn't mean that I'm going to, like, stop enjoying Harry Potter. And it's... I don't feel this way about a lot of things. Like, Right. But I don't know, like, how can I... What can I do? <laughs> what can I do? It's Someone tell to me. to separate, like, art from the artist is, like, a conversation that uh, everyone's had for it's also the, like since the beginning very, of time. It's also, like, a very unproductive conversation that, right. like, nobody is really willing to have in earnest. But it's it's not to disregard the fact that, like, an entire generation of us grew up reading these books, and they mean a lot to us, and they mean a lot culturally. So, like, it's just a, it's a difficult conversation to have. Yeah, for sure. But we're not equipped, as we aren't with pretty much anything, so. I think I can handle as above, so below, though. We can do this, yeah. This, this yeah. is in our, <laughs> this is where our abilities lie, like, right in this yeah, little this sweet is spot level. of dumb shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So at Pap's van, Scarlet is pressuring George into coming, and he's like, bitch, no. And she's like, but my boobs. Um, just kidding. She is really <laughs> but small But kind boobs. of. <laughs> but kind of. Uh, they meet Papillon's team, Zed and Susie. Uh, Papillon has a mysterious burn scar on his hand, but Zed won't talk about what it is uh, when Benji asks. Which is like, 
foreshadowing. Zed. Like, yeah, don't talk about your friend shit. He didn't give you permission to talk yeah. about it. Zed is a good person. I have so much to say about Zed, TBH. <sighs> Me too. I'm a and big Suxi. Zed fan. Suxi. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so they find their entry point and Benji shows them how he's installed pin cams on their headlamps, which is very clever for the found footage genre. Uh, George is still with them, but he is getting ready to turn around just as police descend on them and they are all forced into the cave entry. Uh, they move further in and then George ends up stuck. Scarlett tells Benji George's little brother drowned in a cave, uh, when they were young and Scarlett. Wait, what am I saying? Scarlett tells Benji. Dude, I, I'm such an idiot if like calendar reminder just popped up on my laptop and i was like dun 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 what is it <laughs> and i got completely and got distracted so scarlet okay, so- is not as good a friend as zed because she gives up her friend's personal information and history at yeah like immediately she doesn't give in, a front, shit. in front of multiple cameras yeah on yeah so- on camera on record George's little brother drowned in, a, drowned in a cave when they were young, so that's why he's really freaked out about being underground. Uh, Scarlett goes to him and apologizes for leaving him in Turkey, and she said that she's glad he's there, but he's like, I am not glad I'm here. Like, that doesn't make me feel better. I don't want to be underground. I do. Okay. Like, Scarlett, Dr. Marlowe, is a very toxic person. Um, I do, like dislike her actively but i also kind of appreciate that we get a toxic female lead like usually toxic male leads are do all of these toxic things and are like likable quote likable but i like that we get a woman who's like acting like an asshole i just wish that the movie understood that she's being an asshole but i agree with you but i also think there's a lot of like intersection with like how do we perceive women that are being assholes? Why does she feel she has to act this way? Mm-hmm. Like, she has to be exceptional just to be, like, even considered in her field. I think there's a lot to unpack that we're, like, definitely projecting under the movie that's not there. But she is super <laughs> shitty. And she's mean to other people. Yeah. Right. So there's lots of water sloshing around and they're moving through it. Papillon finds hot candles, which indicates that people are there. And they find uh, some weirdos doing like some kind of ritual in a cave and they see the woman from the club. Which, what is that? It never goes that? away. Let the cult be. Let the, let the Satanists, which is, let them, let them be who they are. Leave them alone. Papillon directs them to this like pile of bones. It's really like low hanging or a low ceiling tunnel that they have to move through. And Scarlett says, no, there's a more direct route. But Pap says sometimes the wrong direction is better and that no one uses that corridor because it's a bad place. They had a friend named La Taupe, which means the mole, who lived in the catacombs for years. He knew every corridor of every system except that one because he knew it was fucked up. But eventually he had to see what was in there and he never came out. So they decide to listen to descendant communities and take Papillon's route, which is great. One good thing Scarlet does. It's true. Benji unfortunately gets stuck and starts to panic, which was probably the scariest part of the movie because that was a real ass panic attack. It was scary. He does a great job. Per- like, that is a good performance. And I like, I also hate Scarlett because she's like, you need to relax. Like, actually, Scarlett, you need to shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, you're like, not helping. Telling someone they need to relax is the opposite. She did get closer to it with, like, let's breathe together, like, breathe with me. But it was too late by then, Scarlett. Uh, so scarlet tries to talk him through but the tunnel starts to collapse and uh then when they make it out it looks like they went in a circle and benji's like wtf uh and then pap is like no no this is not the way like i don't know what happened so they go through the bad tunnel because they have no other option uh and they see a tag from papillon because he had been uh tagging walls earlier which I wrote down to remember to mention, and then I forgot. Uh, He still insists he's never been there, and then they hear a rotary phone ringing in the distance, uh, and Papillon says there's no way because the phone company used to run lines under here, but they took everything away years ago. He says something is wrong, and he's correct. But they spend the the whole movie not listening to Papillon at all. And then Papillon dies. Spoilers. Hmm. 
So sad. So sexy, so dead. Yeah. Someone tells them they shouldn't be there. Oh, wait, sorry, I just skipped a section. They reach the spot that George told her about where the street collapsed, and they find a random upright piano that George said he had one exactly like as a kid. He said the A4 key was fucked up, and when he tries the A4 on this piano, it is also fucked up, and he says what is going on, and then Papillon says they shouldn't be there. They hear the phone ring again, and Scarlett stupidly runs to answer it, and when she picks it up, it's her father. Uh, someone in the distance, in the shadows, says they shouldn't be there, and it's Latope. Pap was like, dude, we thought you were dead, and then he says he can leave, Papillon, uh, excuse me, Latope says he can leave them out, and they follow. The tunnel looks like it's ready to collapse, and they have to scramble to follow Latope. LT says the only way out is down, and they reach a deep well. Scarlet says the chamber they're looking for is perfectly wedged between the east and south systems of the catacombs, so if they can find a way out, it's probably there. Uh, they go down the well on this, like, rope and pulley system. But George gets stuck and Benji is above him. Uh, and then the clip breaks and Benji falls on top of him. But unfortunately, he was holding the rope the whole way down. So he fucks up his hands. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what happens here. I Like, what is this movie? George steps into some water and they're suddenly unable to hear. It's like the pressure is, like, Something changes in the pressure in the chamber they're in. And then they hear, like, a weird alarm going or something. And then, like, suddenly it, like, makes them, their ears hurt and, like, strain. And then uh, it ends. And Scarlet says, what was that? And then Latope says, not what, but who? And then Papillon was like, he's different. Like, I don't know him. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't, why are we following this guy? Yeah. Yeah. So they reach a dead end, but there's a winged vulture, which is one of the clues etched onto the stone. This movie is kind of stupid as I'm, like, reading everything that happens in it. The Ptolemaic Hinge. What is it called? Tamalic? It's called a Ptolemaic Hinge, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, so there's a winged vulture, which is one of the clues from the tomb etched in the stone. Scarlet also finds a scarab and associates it with Egypt, which just made me wish I was watching The Mummy to be honest with you. They put all the mummies on HBO Max. I love that movie. Let's watch. Let's do that for a bonus episode. I think That'll like the more horror movies we do, the more I'm like like yearning for non-horror movies. So. I wonder if the mummy still stands up as like not being problematic. Probably not, right? Whatever. What's Brendan Fraser doing now? Is he okay? I'm a I think concerned. he is. I think he's unwell. Yeah. Poor babe. We're thinking of you, Brendan. We hold you in your heart. In our hearts. Bless up. Um, (laughs) So George says pharaohs had a specific way of hiding tombs. And Scarlet Scarlet says, yes, a Ptolemaic hinge. Uh, It's like a riddle. So you have to like pull the exact stone from the exact right place or the ceiling will collapse. And then they get to solve it. So somehow they figure out it's a planet riddle. I, like, didn't listen that hard. I also, like, this movie is more of a video game than it's a movie. Like, if this was a video game, it would be very fun. It's, like, uncharted, but scary. Like, Maybe that's, that's why I like it, because I don't want to play the video game, but I, like, like the You just want to watch like, it. I like, yeah. like, the puzzle stuff, yeah. Uh, so they're, they figure out that it's, like, celestial bodies, planets... Um, This was made before Copernicus, so that means that five of the planets were discovered. Earth wasn't considered a planet, but the sun and moon were, so that equals seven. They move the seven stone, and it works and reveals a tunnel. So it just gets, like, so ridiculous. I mean, (laughs) Scarlet climbs through, and they find a burial chamber with a dead Templar knight who's not rotting. He's just hanging out. Um, Scarlet finds an engraving. Like, who is this corpse, though? We'll never know. Are you important to the flow? Like, why did you get here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Scarlet finds an engraving that reads vitriol, which is the motto of alchemy. Visit interior parts of the earth. By rectification, you will find the hidden stone. Scarlet says it's telling them to go deeper and everyone turns off their headlamps and they see some light coming from a pool of water. She thinks she can get through, so she decides to swim and comes up in a chamber lit with torches and gold and treasure and shit. 
Uh, George and the rest of the Scooby gang follow. The stone is in the mural, so she just, like, hacks it out and leaves, Don't. like, stone parts in. Don't do it. What are you doing? Quit it. Stop it. Like, no. you're an archaeologist. You're still Allegedly. You're still a professional. Like, there does get to a point later in the movie where it's like, okay, maybe abandon professionalism because you're all going to die. But at this point, you still have reason to, like, act like a normal human. She, okay, so, like, let's think about this from, like, real life terms. If she was really an academic with this many degrees and a PhD, she could have applied for permits. She could have gotten information from conservators. She could have excavated the catacombs in a legal, safe manner where no one had to die and they would have been able to save all of these historic objects. Also, she's not French, so it's none of your goddamn business. I'm like, where's the funding coming from? Okay. Is she a trust fund baby? What what is this? I'm just so, I'm enraged. I'm like, this did not have to happen this way. This is because she is selfish and self-serving. And she only wants one thing to like have some sort of rectification of herself because she's, she blames herself for her father's death. I'm like, Your weird emotional no, no, no. closure doesn't mean that like everyone else around you has to die. Like, I'm sorry that that happened to you, but like. Get a permit, lady. Get a permit. Talk to someone. Like, you're not the only academic who is concerned about this. Talk to this the sexy curator that George fucked. God. She might have some information. I'm upset. Like, the, this is why it whips me up into a rage. Because, like, I don't know. Like, you, I mean, she's no business doing this. She shouldn't have done this, but it was fun. <laughs> I thought... Yes, okay, so where are we? Scooby Gang, Templar Night. They're ripping uh, shit out of the walls. She's ripping their a stone out of the finger mural. oils all over everything. All over these like ancient murals. Uh, and so they realize that the treasure is planted as a trap, but they don't get to Zed, Papillon, and Susie in time. So the chamber collapses. Uh, Susie's hurt and the collapse, and Letop is gone. Packs are buried with the food and first aid kit, so Scarlet tries out the so- stone. She, like, scrapes a little stone on Susie's arm, and Susie's healed. Wow! Um, <laughs> Scarlet and George are sure there must be a way out, so they find another, like, priceless archaeological find, the Porta Alchemical, Alchemica, which is the door to the mystical. She says, as above, so below is sort of like the key to all magic. So if they carved a door into the ceiling, there must be one in the floor as well. She breaks through the floor and then water drains through. So she finds a passage. Uh, They find an inscription through the tunnel that reads, abandon all hope ye who enter here. Uh, The inscription on the gates to hell. Scarlet goes through and finds that they're in a mirror image of the chamber where they found the stone, but the entrance is blocked. Papillon says the most reasonable thing anyone says in this movie, which is, are we dead? Yeah. (laughs) I was like, it feels that way. (laughs) Maybe, yeah. yeah, She says no, and they keep moving. Um, They swim through the tunnel again, but it's, like, much longer this time, and they almost drown or something. I didn't follow it exactly. Did you catch what happened? They're just, like, all coughing and sputtering. I don't know. They're just, like, about to drown. Uh, When they surface, they're back in the tomb, and Letop is there. Susie tries to approach him, but he attacks and kills her and disappears. Brutally. Really disgustingly sad to watch, actually. Mm -hmm. And Susie was the only, like, compassionate one that was trying to, like, approach him. And he murdered her. I think because that's her unresolved issue. It's like she didn't ever go look for Litop. So he gets to murder her brutally. And she doesn't ever get a chance at redemption. And we barely know anything about her. Anyway, (laughs) what else is going on? Yeah, I feel bad for Susie. I liked her. That was shitty. She was great. And she barely gets any lines and like... She's the only other woman around, and we know nothing about her. So. Except for the weird cult lady who won't yeah. go away, even though her presence She's makes a, no sense. Right, yeah. So they keep moving, and Scarlet sees a noose, but it disappears. Uh, they have to rappel down another version of the manhole well. And Benji hears a baby crying and whispering as he prepares to scale down. And then the girl from the club appears to him with a baby and pushes him down the tunnel. So, 
here's my question. Is this Benji's unresolved issue or is it like just a random cultist that wants him to be dead? I think it's Zed's unresolved issue. Because but he, why would it get Benji? That's so racist. Right. You confuse the two black men. So racist. Also, like, So Benji, that's what I said. Like, if it is Benji's unresolved issue, that's shitty and problematic as fuck. Because then you have the two black men in the movie as, like, deadbeat dads. Like, are you fucking kidding me? It's bad enough that, like, we're in a found footage movie and the, the cameraman is the only dark-skinned black man Oh, and the guess movie. what happens after Benji dies? They make Zed be the cameraman. What yeah. the hell? I was like, who? They keep him alive so that he can film the other two fucking making out. Like, this is not fair to Zed. I was like, Zed, you don't have to do this. You're not getting paid to be here. This Put is that not camera down. Your responsibility. Not and, your yeah, circus, not your monkeys. Zed. We don't, because Benji's the cameraman and a black man, we get absolutely no information on him. Zero information on him. We don't even get to know what his unresolved issue is. He just gets pushed out in this through this well to his death for By no a reason. Cultist. But like the way that he dies still associates excuse me, associates still <laughs> associates him with this like very damaging trope of black men like fathering a lot of children and abandoning them, right? So like yeah. even though we don't know for sure that that's his unresolved issue, he still gets shoved into a well by a lady with a baby. Ew. Unfair. Without even, like, a chance to breathe, like, and he didn't want to do this. He didn't want to crawl over the bones. He didn't think this was a good idea. I think he, like, took this gig with this fucking nut job of an archaeologist and didn't know what he was getting himself into. Like, it's not his fault. Yeah, she totally hired him to do this. Like, it's not like he sought her out because he had an interest in her This is not Benji's passion project he's much Benji is here for a paycheck like the rest of us and Scarlett is abusing her position of power because she just has like apparently trust fund baby money to just run around and be completely irresponsible I hate anyway let's keep going (laughs) okay so they keep going and then George hallucinates seeing his little brother Danny under some bones uh George asks Scarlett like why would he be here what the heck is happening uh and just then they hear screaming and move towards a crackling fire when they turn a corner they see a car in flames with a man inside pap says it wasn't his fault but has pulled into the flaming car which disappears into the ground leaving only his legs exposed which was weird and creepy I I didn't get that either I was like what happened to the boots I like it's also like yeah they don't even really like they hint at Papillon's story but they don't like give us any real information well they hint at Papillon's story through Zed Zed never gets to tell his own story he just like sort of has this roundabout conversation about Papillon's background yeah not fair okay so three people have died in very quick succession um but don't worry that's it we're good we've got one token black person left and then the two uh hot white love interests Love interest, so we're good. We're good. Uh, Zed wants to go back, and he's like, excuse me, I did not sign up for this, but George and Scarlett say they can't go back. They have to move forward. This is where things get, like, really bizarre. (laughs) So ominous music is playing, and they hear voices as they move through the tunnel, uh, and then a hooded figure crosses their path, and they just all start losing it, but they keep going. There's general moaning and spookiness as they continue through. Mr. Hood comes back and has a fucked up face. So ableism, like, oh, he's scary because he's ugly. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's skulking around and then some, like, sculpture corpses reanimate out of stone and attack the group. George gets fucked up and Scarlet tries to stone, but it won't work. George says vitriol. And she says it isn't the right stone and she has to rectify the taking of it and goes back. And Zed is like, pardon, I'm not a doctor. Like, no, but she leaves him anyway. <laughs> With this guy who he doesn't know, like, Zed, yeah. just get out for yourself. Like, you, you don't need this shit. Then there's a very chaotic montage of Scarlet making her way back. The water is blood now, and something's, like, trying to drown her in the blood water. Uh, she makes it out and sees a visit vision of her hanging father, but it has her face this time. Uh, she finally makes it back to the stone, puts it back, and 
looks into this weird like convex is it concave or convex when it juts out convex vex mirror um and then she's like as above so below as i believe the world to be so it is i was like oh so you Um, have the power in you all along okay great not fair. Like she, like three people died in her pursuit of knowledge, Nothing. and then yeah. <laughs> she gets to be like a superhero. She gets superpowers. Like that's not fair. Also, like this is where it's really a video game where she's like bopping pew, fucking pew, corpses pew, on I the know. head. Like come on, it's really bing, funny. Bing. Like I come on. So George is not doing great, and Zed is, like, dragging him around to avoid these, like, hooded creeper thingies. Uh, Scarlet stops at her hanging dad and hugs him, apologizes for not picking up the phone that night, and says she didn't know he was in that much pain. After she rectifies, the figure disappears. So she's good. Washed her hands of anything bad. All set. No. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm emotionally stable now. She makes it to George, and apparently the stone is inside of her, so she heals him, like, with her hands. Uh, And then they find a tunnel, and Scarlet says they have to rectify themselves and jump down. Scarlet asks why Danny is haunting George, and he said he promised to come back with help, but Danny died waiting for him to come back. Zed says he's a child. He has a child he's never seen. He knows it's his, but he denies it. They jump and hit the bottom with a crash. Seems like they're trapped, but they've managed to, like, pull rocks off of this manhole cover, push it up, and they escape out onto the streets of Perry. Three-way hug, and then Zed is like, here's your camera, I don't ever want to see you again, and walks away. Good and for Zed. Scarlet, like, low-key tries to follow him, but then she's like, maybe I actually just, like, completely ruined this man's life, so I'll hang back. Um, and then they end on interview footage from earlier of Scarlet saying she just wants the truth. Finn. Fiend. Uh, Holy uh, cannoli! The what last notes of my line, of my note, the last note uh, of my line notes. Line of your notes, God, say it. <laughs> goodness gracious, uh, is, ugh, I wish Scarlet died. That's really, that's all I wanted, you know? I was really I hoping... Wish- I wish the academics died and the rogue descendant community uh, catacombs hunters all lived. Um, yeah, me too. Zed officially has no friends. All of his friends are now dead. It's not Poor great. Zed. And he has to live with the image. Just even just the image of Suksi being fucking her face bashed in by one of his I other. Say, the ghost of his other friend. Like, that's tra- traumatic. I get of all the movies that we have covered and, like, all of the movies that I've seen, I think this would be one of the things, like, you need so much psychological help after experiencing. Like, yeah. that's some nasty shit. That's some nasty underground shit. He knows that hell is real. He uh, He's lost three of his friends. He, uh, he now knows two entitled white people who he probably wishes were dead. Like, I would wish they were dead. That He didn't... I don't, he didn't get what he deserved. Poor Zed. Poor Zed. Do you want to talk about BIPOC representation since we're already kind of talking about it? Sure, yeah. I don't because it's so horrendous, but So, sure. be- let's start with Benji. We're sorry, Benji. You deserve so much better. You deserve more. So, uh, first of all, Benji's only personality traits are, like, extreme emotional outbursts. So, when Papillon... Uh, has like the tunnel collapses and it seems like Papillon has gotten them lost he immediately gets violent and tries to fight Papillon which is also toxic uh he's so Benji is played by Edwin Hodge who's like a character actor in his 30s who who's also done all of the Purge movies it looks like I've actually never seen a Purge no they're all right they're like fun stupid uh and then he gets he has a panic attack when he's crawling through the bones he can't handle it he's afraid he's afraid and then uh his death is very undignified he's haunted by this white woman and baby and the viewer can presume you know as we said earlier that this is like the construction of a racist trope about him abandoning a child and he's violently pushed down a well which it's is very, very brutal. You like, very his head brutal. hits and his body. It's like, it's, yeah, it's vicious. 
And then the Zed becomes like, obviously Benji is dark skin. So Zed becomes like an acceptable stand in for Benji that's allowed to live because he's light skinned. Uh, so he is able to seek redemption. And it's like sort of like he, because he's light skinned, was able to like get the redemption Benji couldn't get. Uh, and he says, of course, like he has a child that he denies. He also is uh, appealing to white friends earlier in the movie by doing, like, impressions of celebrities and being silly and lighthearted. Uh, so he's, like, an acceptable person of color because he's unassuming and um, is sort of, like, not too serious yeah. or taking up space, basically. He's expendable, and we know very little about him, and he also has very few lines. He, like, breaks his nose at one point, and we don't even yeah. see it. Like, we don't and even also, see what caused it. He breaks his nose at the same time uh, Susie's arm gets fucked up, and Scarlet heals Susie's arm, but it's just like, you're fine, Zed. <laughs> like, they, she doesn't she heal him. She also doesn't heal George's hands that are fucked up from the rope from, like, way before, even though he has to do it again. Like, and he's holding we're doing the this camera. Whole as above, so below thing. Yeah, like, he's also crawling through a cave, like... What? Yeah, what the hell? So then, yes, basically, um, also because Zed has been in the catacombs before and is, like, actually familiar with the systems, he should have more input when it's just the three of them remaining, but he's completely sidelined and George and Scarlet call all the shots and don't let him, like, have any agency over what they do. I also don't appreciate that, like, the representation of educators and PhD candidates i don't even know what george has or does or what he, but he's, he's like mr. clearly clock fixer mr clock he they're all white her dad the curator scarlet and george all white people cameraman black they're person. all white and they're all extremely attractive like standards so this is a great case of like your feminism isn't feminism if it's portrayed as like only applying to attractive white women that you yeah. enjoy looking at yeah bullshit i mean scarlet is toxic and um she should have died and benji should have lived and then it would be his document documentary that would make so much money and then no one would care that scarlet was dead because i'm sure everyone hated her so i hated her well i didn't hate her so much until you talked me into it but now i'm i'm all in for it now now you see Poker. what i'm talking about right yeah for sure uh also like the um go ahead no, please. I want to hear what no, you No, I was going to move topics, so tell me what you're Me too. Say. I was <gasps> going to go to white European exceptionalism and colonialism. What did you want to talk about? Uh, we can talk about colonialism. I was going to start with, yeah, the history of colonialism in archaeology, even though I'm super unqualified, but... So to lead into that conversation, we start with a super problematic uh, representation of Scarlet entering Iran... Um, and putting Reza in danger with his community and his government and tampering with um, a sacred site that she has no business being there. And she's assuming that she knows better than the descendant communities and Iranian people what should happen with this site and this rose key. So it's gross. And uh, yeah, I think archaeology basically has to hinge on colonialization. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's like a whole post-colonial theory and did i just say colonialization colonization it's something i hate There's it a lot so of syllables in that there. i don't even want to pronounce it it's right it's bad um but uh that's like addressing the colonial issues with archaeology because it's hinged like you said on western ideologies and western thought in position of the other is that the only way that western cultures can understand themselves is in opposition to what they are not and by is, like removing themselves from experiencing it and studying it as if it's something foreign and completely unrelated right. to their human experience it's patronizing and problematic and just real bad guys maybe don't uh but yeah the post-colonial movement in archaeology is what i was reading a little bit um in like an oxford magazine I should probably say you're it so smart, but uh, is like moving toward like addressing these issues and moving towards um, decolonialize, decolonialize, decolonizing. Are we okay? We're never gonna say colon. I've like written 
colonial and colonization so much in my notes. I've forgotten we're which verb and which shitty, tense to use. We're shitty asshole colonizers that can't even fucking pronounce Say colonization. Colonization. <laughs> um, but yeah. So hopefully we're moving towards changing our theories and our thoughts. That's on cultures that we had no no point in touching or digging up or being around. I also just recently read this book called We Keep the Dead Close by Becky Cooper. Have you heard of this book? Mm-mm. It's about a murder that occurred in the um, archaeology department at Harvard in the late 60s. And basically it becomes like less a hunt for the murder and more an exploration of how um, archaeology marginalizes black and brown and uh, female scholars in their departments, particularly at Harvard, who won't give tenure to black or brown people. Fuck you, Harvard. Fuck (laughs) you, Harvard. God. Are the Ivy Leagues, have we finally realized the Ivy League is nothing but rich people giving rich people more power? Like, that's all it is. Yeah, and it got um, really granular about people that have experienced uh, sexual harassment in graduate programs and undergraduate programs at Harvard in basically the last half century, which I thought it was really interesting because I learned a lot about archaeology and the archaeology field and how it marginalizes uh, scholars that are not adherent to, like, the accepted version of a scholar, which is a white cis het man. Uh, but I also think it didn't do enough as far as, like, decolonizing how we talk about archaeology. But also... That book didn't necessarily have to do those things. It was focusing on one thing, and that's cool. I really liked right. it. We can't do all the things at all times. There has to be, like, just a lot more people thinking Doing about the way that things. we think about things. For sure. One uh, of so, the, oh, go ahead. One of the site, the archaeology uh, texts that I, like, read, essays, was from Dig This Public Archaeology. Nice. Isn't that the cutest little thing you ever oh, heard? Pu- no, not only dig this public archaeology, public archaeology in South Florida. <laughs> yeah, South Florida. They did a pretty good job. They like adjust- I thought it was pretty good too. So Yeah, they addressed certain issues. Something I thought was really interesting was that they gave the movie credit for um, working with members of descendant communities, which is mm-hmm. essentially the way that Scarlett listens to and does have like some modicum of respect for Papillon. And she says like, yes, okay, I defer to you in these cases because this is your lived experience and the place where you have grown up and like experienced your life. So the map won't necessarily tell me the connoisseurship that you have. Uh, Unfortunately, that only applies to Papillon and isn't extended to Zed or Benji or any other um, characters of color in the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. It also mentions, um, like, America's terrible history of colonization and human remains. Um, But they, like, they make mention of the Native American Grave Protection and Repatriation Yes, which which you should totally know about if you don't know about it. Yeah, I really appreciated Um, that they mentioned that. Right, which is, yeah, repatriation of all indigenous artifacts and sites and remains are, like, a huge issue for... Indigenous cultures, for African cultures, mm-hmm. for Central and South American cultures. It's just a huge... It's a its a big problem in America. And all of our cultural institutions are guilty of this. So. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And we need to hold our museums accountable. Yeah. But people are like, oh, it's the arts. <laughs> I know. Like, they can get away with whatever. I appreciate that they shoehorn that in there, too, because... Obviously, uh, these are French white human remains um, that they are disrespecting, but I think it is like a very bad model for how you uh, treat a historic site that contains human remains. Obviously, it's like a terrible model for how (laughs) someone with like training experience and purportedly having degrees should move through a historic site. Uh, so yeah, I think hearing about NAGPRA was super helpful for me and, uh, gave me a little bit of a different perspective on this movie. Yeah, definitely. And that like archaeology is inherently colonial and there was a boom in archaeology in the 19th, 19th century because we were colonizing just everything in sight. We're everything, like, This is everywhere. mine. That's mine. Yeah. This is what I want to bring this back. Cause I think it's fun. Like get the fuck out of here. 
Yeah, and remember when you go to national parks, leave no trace. You were never there. Never. That's there. one of the Girl Scout mottos, which is also problematic, but I was a Girl Scout. But like, it's also good not to take shit from like right. protected sites. So just don't pick up a seashell because it's not yours. Fucking leave right. it there. Leave nothing but footprints. Take nothing but pictures. That's it. Very nice. Thank you, Girl Scout Rebecca. <laughs> so You're I guess welcome. I guess we should talk a little bit about this non-intersectional feminism portrayal. I don't really want to talk about Scarlett for too much longer, but I could we should rant say, about her for days. I know that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> I won't. I'll I'll reel it in. So obviously the fem. <laughs> Thank you. I don't think that's how a fishing rod sounds, but mine is rusty. <laughs> Uh, obviously the feminism in this movie is not at all intersectional Susie is a non-traditional like not she's very conventionally attractive but she's a non-traditional representation of a femme in that she has like eyeliner and like pigtails essentially and they're and like her hair is kind of messy yeah, they're <laughs> like, she's expendable get rid of her uh scarlet is our like sort of model for what a like good woman should be uh she's super toxic she puts her needs before others because she has this sort of like internalized like drive to succeed that's super toxic and bizarre uh so she has to have these like multiple degrees to be taken seriously and has to be kind of a steamroller for the people around her so it's a super like weird approach to a female character because she does have complexity for sure and like some nuance but also she just becomes this like huge steamroller that like literally ruins other people's lives and it becomes this model for like oh but she's smart and has degrees and like she is worthy whereas like Susie is unworthy because she's not an academic and she has messy hair I guess right and that's not fair either like women shouldn't have to live up to the standard of perfection in order to live and in order to get a narrative like that doesn't it's not fair and she's also like very appropriative she infantilizes these people that she's supposed to care about like she's constantly like she's like calling for george george come here george like leave him alone let him walk at his own pace like you don't need to be around you and she never like shares information like she and george like go off on these crazy tangents and they're like excuse me other people here in like mortal danger can you tell us what's happening like, at the end, Zed is, has watched two of his friends die, realized that another of his friend that he has another one of his friends he hasn't seen for two years is dead. Is dying dead, And yeah. is a spirit who's been haunting them for six hours or whatever. And now he has to watch these two people make out. Like, no, that's not no fair. No one cares that that week in Turkey was the best week of your life. I they don't give a shit. are genocidal maniacs over there. Fuck Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, we also should point out that at the beginning when uh, Benji is filming. Scarlet. I just like, yeah, she's. <laughs> help me, guys. <laughs> Dr. Marlo. Uh, Dr. Marlo. Uh, Benji is filming Scarlet on the dig site and a brown uh, archaeologist, like site worker, gets in the shot and Scarlet manages to infantilize both of them because mm-hmm. Benji can't speak French. And uh, so she, like, gently kind of, like, speaks this flowery French to him to get him to move. So she's, like, able to sort of, like, demonstrate her superiority over these two brown and black people that are in her sphere by, like, kind of, like, flexing her academic muscles. It was actually and a really disgusting scene. It was <laughs> disgusting. And she's like, you really need to learn French. Like, Benji like, is only in France because of you, You, asshole. you put him here. He's just trying to get a job and, like, get paid. God. The Dislike. worst. But... Honestly, we probably will watch it again because I think all of the, like, <laughs> all of the problem solving is, like, really fun. It's the same reason I, it's like it a version scare. of the Da Vinci Code that I don't have to spend two and a half hours invested in, you know? Looking at Tom Hanks. What's uh, wrong with Tom Hanks? He did look uh, a little peaked in that movie, didn't he? It's the hair. Uh, yeah, it's, th- like, they're... very dark. You the can see, thing... like, the dripping of dye coming down his yeah, Right here, temples. around... Who are yeah. you? Rudy Giuliani? Um, ooh. Ooh, I, I ooh. said it. Um, I wish he was dead. <laughs> me Remember? too. Hey, I can't Google. wait to be I can't wait Listen to be to as happy uh, as we were when Rush Limbaugh died, when Rudy Giuliani dies. 
I love when people are like, why are you celebrating somebody's death? I'm like, a toxic person? I'm so glad they're dead. Like, the, he didn't deserve anyone's I, anyone's I saw this love. Meme, I saw this meme that was like, when he, Rudy Giuliani died, or sorry, Rush Limbaugh, I'm manifesting. When Rush Limbaugh died, uh, this meme that was like, it's a tough day for dads that called their teenage daughters sluts for wearing tank tops. And I sent it to my sister, and she was like, oof because yes (laughs) (laughs) oh god men are toxic goodbye that my dad isn't he's never cared i also we've talked about this dad with no shirt thing before it's like clothing has never really mattered to my dad he's like would rather wear the tiniest little shorts because he's hot all the time that's pretty but. adorable, but so he understands that I'm also sweaty because I'm his daughter. So if I don't see if I see my dad with no shirt and we're not near a body of water, I'm gonna call nine one one. Like that's, <laughs> something is wrong. Yeah. Uh, my dad. Just never kidding. Wears... I would never call the police. <laughs> that's a... never call the police. Um, yeah, my dad doesn't wear socks or shoes or a shirt like ninety seven percent of the time. So <sighs> God love it. Caesar is the same way. Like if our our pet children are just he's never he doesn't ever have a shirt on he's sweaty so he can't he's want to ruin his shirts that's a legit concern yeah (laughs) Yeah. but uh oh the last thing i want to the last shit i want to talk about uh scarlet is that i didn't know this because i know nothing about martial arts or krav maga but she claims to have a black belt in Krav Maga. I don't think you and can get a black belt. You can't in get a black belt in Krav. I was like, you're fucking appropriator, you shithead. Like nobody cares. Also, anyway. why even write that line? It's not relevant at all. That line makes me think that we're just being punked. This whole movie is just <laughs> punking us. <laughs> Ashton, where are you? Yeah. Um uh anything else you want to say about this tire fire? No. I did you know it was shot in the actual catacombs? What a I waste did, of shooting I in the catacombs. <laughs> yeah. They lit a whole ass car on fire in the Parisian catacombs. Like, that doesn't seem safe. But or... you know what? They had a permit. Permit. <laughs> they had a, the movie had a permit. Get she could have got a fucking permit, man. Come I, on. I, like... Okay, so yes for abolition. Yes for decolonization. Fuck all of systems of oppression, but in some situations you still need to get a permit, okay? That's all There's I'll say. like bureaucracy is yes, like it's just a lot of red tape you gotta go through, but sometimes it's like you need you have to get the people who are gonna take the time to fill out the paperwork so that you can weed out the people who just wanna be reckless. You know, like this like this asshole here, you know? Learn Aramaic and get a permit. And get a permit. Maybe she knew Aramaic. She just wanted to fuck George. So That's she, like, fine, needed to like, bring him along. You can fuck him without bringing him down Be into a cave. Be upfront about it. Yeah. <laughs> you probably should have uh, apologized for Turkey. Also, how did she know which clock he was going to be fixing at what time and where? Because she's what? very smart. She's so smart. So smart. Um, Maybe they went to, like, ten clocks before that. Unseen footage. <laughs> we didn't see it. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. You guys, if you could please head on over to Apple and rate and review, we would really appreciate it. Please, please do it. Please. I, yeah, I would really appreciate it. I'll pretend to be a white lady with an ambiguous accent to make, to make you feel better and to, to be more. I have to say, the the ambiguous accent actually makes me feel less comfortable, so maybe just stick with your voice. (laughs) The regular old shitty voice. Yeah, regular shitty voice. Uh, (laughs) We are on Patreon at patreon.com slash spooky succubus cast. Our bonus episode for March is Dead Dead Silence. Silence. Oh, I'm sorry. An early James Wan, or Wan, I don't know how it's pronounced, probably Wan. I think it's Wan. I feel, I feel bad that I even said Wan. That sounded stupid. Um, <laughs> like you're from Milwaukee. Wan. James, James Wan. This this week we're going to do, uh, hold on, I got this. <laughs> you got it. I got this. So for match we're going to do uh, James Wan's Dead Silence. You're you're getting a little uh like I think I went like Queen Jersey Shore right. Queen. This is yeah. bad and I'm gonna stop doing it because anyway. I feel humiliated. But we're I'm doing from Dead New Silence. Jersey, so you know. 
Rebecca's from New Jersey. She's basically <laughs> Snooky. Um, and yeah, we're on Instagram at spooky succubus underscore cast. Our link tree has all this stuff. Um, make us be a thing so we can stop working our regular jobs. Please. We would love that. God, I would Please. love to just entertain you all the time. So I'm not that gonna... entertaining, but. I don't know. I never thought even one person would listen to us just talking at each other about nothing for an hour. But like two people listen. So at least two people. One of them we don't know personally. Thank you again. Okay. So what do you want to fuck this week, Rebecca? I would like to fuck colonization. Mm-hmm. Colonization. Colonization. Desecration of human remains, particularly mm-hmm. native and indigenous cultures. Um, capitalism, as always. Fuck you, capitalism. Please free me from this prison of bullshit that I'm in. I hate it Seriously. so fucking much. Uh, fuck marginalizing BIPOC. Fuck the police. Oh, speaking uh, of prison, fuck the prison system. Fuck the prison indu- industrial complex yeah uh fuck the the military industrial complex i don't that too either as you know my favorite show is below deck the show about yachties uh on super yachts (laughs) is that what they're called they call themselves yachties yeah the people that work on super yachts Uh, it sounds like somebody's grandmother oh this is my yachty my yachty inevitably they always have like one marine guy marines or navy guy that like he has, like, a kid in Florida, and he's like, I'm doing this all for my daughter. And it makes my skin crawl. Like, the military guys on this show make my skin crawl. Is he a bartender, too? Because that sounds like a every one Honestly, bartender probably. in every restaurant I've ever worked in. <laughs> yeah, so true. <laughs> uh, we gotta go. We have but lives to live. fuck each other in a good way. In a nice way. That's in the way that say. Scarlett and Benji could have fucked if they both weren't human disasters. Or sorry, Benji Scarlett deserves, and George. Yeah, I was going to say, Benji deserves way better than well, Scarlett. Well, this whole Goodness. time I've been getting Benji confused with George because his real life name is Ben. It's been difficult. Right. But I persevere because I'm a fighter. Yeah. All right. We love you guys. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye.